Hello, Mama. So excited to be here with you. Honestly, I am kind of extra excited today. Uh, I'm going to tell you why. So we're continuing our series on discipline, which is a tricky subject and challenging, and I've not been fully enjoying having to talk about it, though I felt God leading me to it. But uh, we've also been doing our series on mom guilt, and I just felt like running them side by side would both encourage you and equip you, and you could go back and forth between the two. But the beauty of today's episode is it really covers both. We are going to talk about something that has influenced and infiltrated um, so much of parenting thoughts today and has changed how people discipline, uh, which we're going to talk about. And I want you to reflect on how this has influenced you because everyone's going to be at a different level with it. But it also is one of the biggest contributors to mom guilt. Um, So I'm really excited to unpack this for you. We're going to talk about attachment parenting. Ooh, hot button topic there. And um, I'm just so excited to share with you what I've found and what I know and um, what the Bible says. And this is one of many episodes on discipline. We're going to keep unpacking uh, the different cultural values and and things going on in our world that have led us to the place where we're at with discipline. And we're going to unpack what the Bible says. And I'm just, I'm getting more excited for it. I was, like I said, I was kind of dreading it for a bit, but honestly, I just, I guess this is why God called me here because it's going to be good. It's going to be so good. So get excited. I'm excited. Um, and Hey, make sure as always you're in the Facebook group. These are great discussions to have in there. Just I mean, make sure you're loving as I'm talking about controversial topics. I'm like, "Ah, maybe that's not a good place. But (laughs) as long as you're supportive and loving, it is good. Ask your questions and um, I would love to get to support you. And Lauren is in there. She's incredible. She helps support me in the Facebook group. And um, yeah, I would just love to walk you through some of this. So anyways, you can find it at bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash Morning Mama Facebook group. Or if you go and search in Facebook can uh, look for Morning Mama Collective, I think, and it'll pop up. There's a longer name, but that'll find it for you. Uh, You can also look at it in the show notes and just click on that link there. So I'm excited to see you over there. I always love getting to hear, um, you know, where you're at, your story, what you're struggling with. And it just really fuels me and helps me keep going because I know there's real moms that are being impacted and it helps me just have that motivation to keep going because, you know, right now I'm just talking to myself in front of my mic. And so it can be so easy to forget that it's actually doing something. So thanks for taking the time to get in there and uh, give me feedback on what it is that you are um, needing and wanting and struggling with so we can have some more good conversations. And I can, I don't have all the answers. I've never promised you that I have all the answers, but God has um, led me to this, so I guess he thinks I have something to say, so hopefully it blesses you, (laughs) Um, and I just love having these conversations with you, so it's an honor to be here. Okay, without further ado, let's jump into attachment parenting. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. 
Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. Okay, Mama, so we're diving into attachment parenting today. And, you know, why we're talking about this in our series on discipline is because I really want you to evaluate where your beliefs about discipline have come from and just to have a fresh eye so that you can really take every thought and hold it captive to God's word and see what he says about it. I know for myself, and I'm going to share more about my journey in the weeks to come, but I for so long was just really confused about like what the Bible said, what, what was from culture, what was the, it just was so blurry. And so I want to help you kind of, um, see the puzzle pieces of maybe how you got to this place and where your beliefs have come from and you can evaluate, okay, no, I feel good that these are where my beliefs come from and I feel good about it. Or you can start to begin to say, oh, I didn't realize I had a belief that was based in this thing that culture has said. And oh, I think I need to uh, hold that up to God's light and see what he has to say about it. I may need to shift that a little bit. And that can be painful. Uh, Usually is a little painful. I know for me in my journey of kind of trying to figure out what I believed about all of this, it was pretty painful. Um, I think anytime we shift what we think about a, such an important topic, such as how to raise our kids. Um, if we had one strong view a bit ago and now we're shifting it, it's not always fun. We have to swallow our pride and uh, figure out, you know, what to do next. And so, you know, I just encourage you to to just face us with courage and um, with the Holy Spirit and let him do this work in you. You know, I always tell you, don't just take what I say and, and run with it. Like, uh, go to the word of God, test it there, go to your church leaders, um, ask questions. Uh, I don't want me to be the only voice in your ear talking about such important topics. But I am excited to be a voice in this discussion, and I hope that God will use this in your life. So we have to begin to unpack where these beliefs came from. And I, uh, a few episodes ago, had you kind of take an assessment of where you land in parenting. And I kind of uh, made two sides, like the, I called it old school, where it's kind of more this um, authoritative Wait, I always get these words confused. Authoritarian, authoritarian, (laughs) which is like what I said, the old school, which is harsh and, you know, not really explaining things and very punitive and punishment focused and um, just kind of what a lot of us kind of more of that side we grew up with. um, If we're millennials, um, that's very broad generalization. But generally, that's where culture was more so at that time. Um, And we talked about the cultural pendulum because culture is always trying to figure out these big answers to these big questions that only God can answer. And so this pendulum of culture swings from one side to the other. And so it kind of, we kind of probably were on the tail end of that authoritarian uh, parenting. Now everyone's different. There was, I'm sure there was exceptions to this and many exceptions, but generally that's where society was at. We're probably on the tail end of that. Um, You know, our parents were probably more even in the thick of that. And I know everyone is a different age listening, but I know a lot of us are millennials raising our littles. Um, but our parents were probably even more in the thick of that in this authoritarian, there's, yeah, authorit- 
<laughs> you guys are going to hear, hear me get caught up on this every time. Authoritarian. They were probably even more in the thick of that. And we were kind of on the tail end of it. Now we could see how the pendulum has be- continued to swing. And so now in our, our current era of parenting, uh, it's on the complete opposite side where it's all about the children. It's all about every one of their needs. It's all about um, every thought and feeling that they have. It's all about making sure we say and do all of the right things and we're there for them every waking moment. And we're going to go into some of this this week when we talk about attachment parenting, where I was also soon going to talk about how critical theory has impacted this. Uh, That's another big sweeping movement that is underlying so much of the present thought in our culture today that you might not have have ever heard of and it has impacted you I guarantee you so we're going to go into that another week um but today we're going to talk about this attachment parenting and that's kind of where the pendulum has swung to um and you could generalize it as attachment parenting now there's you know different versions of it but the one I'm going to talk about today is really kind of labeled attachment parenting and this is kind of um what you probably have seen on social media a lot if you follow any kind of uh you know, modern influencers with toddlers, uh, they're most likely going to be talking about some version of attachment parenting. I know I majorly was inundated by these thoughts and values. And for a while, I completely adhered, 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 guys, I can't talk today, adhered to them. There we go. And I saw the world through it and I was pretty passionate about it, honestly. So it's been like a a big swing for me um, in terms of where I've landed. But I fully was like, this is the best. I I love this. And, you know, not every facet of it, but generally there was just so much on it that I really wanted to believe in. And again, I'll share more of my story. But if that's you, just know you're not alone. Like for a lot of us, this is what everyone's talking about. For a lot of us, there's um, kind of a, a guilt if you don't follow this. There's a, a shame society puts on you if you don't do this kind of parenting. This is seen as like the best. This is seen as what you should do. This is seen as how you the only way to raise healthy kids. Um, and now there's different extremes on that viewpoint. Some might not go that far to say that, but if you really go into it, and the book we're even going to talk about today, it for sure goes into that. And that this book that we're going to talk about is what it's all based in. And so if the origin of this thought is that extreme, um, you you can't really trust the, the extension of that, right? If the roots uh, are unhealthy, the extension of the tree, the branches, the trunk, that's not going to be healthy either. So so it's always important for us to, to dig up the roots to figure out what is underneath these beliefs that we hold. What is the basis of them? You know, just like in the Bible, it talks about you got to have uh, a foundation. I can't, I'm going to butcher this verse. You got to stand on the rock. You got to build your foundation on the rock and the rock is Jesus. And so if we're building our foundations and even if like our foundations of how we're going to parent, if we're building them on anything besides God's word, they're uh, it's quicksand, shaking sand. It's going to move. It's not going to be solid. And so we've got to go to the roots. Okay. Go to your roots, figure out where did this belief come from? 
Let's get to the bottom of it. Now, for some of you, this might not feel as pervasive in your world. It really depends on where you live in the country, uh, what country you live in for that matter. I know there's listeners all over the world. Um, and it's it really depends on so much of uh, who you're surrounded by and kind of what environments you're in. I always share about how when I lived in Los Angeles, there was a lot more of this kind of thinking around me. And now even currently still in in Orange County, which is like an hour away, but it's a lot more of a kind of conservative area. Um, Even now, still, there's a lot of this thinking, but I've definitely felt it even more so in Los Angeles. So really, it so depends. So but for for all of us, I believe there's going to be some roots of this unless you're totally disconnected from social media, then maybe you don't have this or, you know, maybe you're past like the toddler year. So you haven't heard all of the new and upcoming thoughts on this. And so maybe this isn't relevant for you. But I think for most of us, we are going to find some of our beliefs or thoughts or practices rooted in this attachment parenting. Okay, so to begin this digging up, we first have to distinguish where the origin of attachment parenting is from. So actually the origin, the original origin, origin, guys, I can't speak today. Uh, The original origin is, I would say, a healthy tree. Um, It's something, a theory that I learned about when I was in grad school that makes a lot of sense to this day. And I I do think it's a healthy tree. So there must have been some, I don't know, branch off, created an unhealthy tree. I don't know how my analogy is breaking down, but you get what I'm saying. So the, the, the long, long ago origins of this is in attachment theory. So this is distinguished from attachment parenting. Attachment parenting is what I've been referencing so far. Now we're talking about attachment theory, which is a, a, a model in therapy or a, a thought in, for therapy and just how we look at life and, and parenting. Um, and it was originally developed by psychiatrist and psychologist John Bowlby in 1969. And then um, it later extended and categorized by developmental psychologist Mary Ainsworth. So they created this, this theory called attachment theory. And essentially what this theory says is that small children form distinct attachment patterns in early childhood. And this is dependent on how the parent parents them, how the the parent responds to the children's different needs. And so with different uh, levels of parenting, different responsiveness to the parent or to the children, um, it creates different levels of attachment. And there's four distinct different levels of attachment, different, or they call it attachment styles. Uh, you might have heard of these. So secure, right? That's the one we want. Secure is a, a, a firm attachment. It means it's uh, the research has shown there's healthier outcomes. You're going to be more socially uh, healthy. You're going to have... Um, better emotional regulation, more cognitive development, um, babies who are securely attached are going to cry less, they're going to cooperate more, they're going to enjoy their mother's company, they're going to eventually have fewer behavioral problems, right? These kids, they grow up to be healthy. And I'm getting all of this from this amazing website that I found 
called parentingforbrain.com. That's parentingforbrain.com. And I'll link it in the show notes as well if you want to go and check it out. I really loved everything they did. And they have a ton of their sources that they have cited at the bottom of the article as well. So you can go and check those out. Verify them. Make sure I'm not making this stuff up. Um, so yeah, essentially these kids, they grow up to be happier and healthier and this is what we all want, right? Really, if, if you don't know the details and you don't look too closely, just hearing me say this part, you might think, well, Hey, that's attachment parenting. It's all about the parent being responsive to the child. Okay. And that's why we see it as some of the root system, some of the origin of it, but we're going to talk about how attachment parenting deviated, um, became this extreme, this unhealthy extreme, and moved away from attachment theory in a way that is not good. So the other attachment styles, just so you know, uh, is avoidant, anxious, and disorganized. And so depending on how the parents responded to their kids, um, along with some other factors, that is what created these insecure, because there's only one secure and the rest are the insecure forms of attachment. And so I believe in this, like I, I, I see this, I can tell, you know, we can all probably, if you, if you dig in enough, you can probably figure out which type you are, you know, even if you're not fully uh, one way, you know, you, you see some security in you, but you probably have some aspects of one of the insecure types in you because our parents are imperfect. But of course, this, this shows up in even higher degrees in abusive homes or if parents are neglectful or, you know, the extremes that can happen in parenting as well. And so that would really create a more significant insecure attachments. And this stuff is really fun to study. I remember in school learning about it and being like, oh, okay, I can see myself over here and I can understand why because of what my parents did. And we're not going to go into it today, but it is fun. So if you want to, to know more, just research attachment theory, make sure it's attachment theory, not attachment parenting. Uh, and you can kind of dig into more about which type you might lean more towards and how that kind of was created. And it's really great. So that's attachment theory in a, in a small nutshell. Now, attachment parenting. So the roots again are in attachment theory, but this is um, a book that was written by a pediatrician, uh, Dr. William Sears in 1993, and it is called Attachment Parenting. And he describes what he brings to the table as the new style of parenting. And it really has become the new style of parenting because it's everywhere. And it's seen in so many things. Now, there are other things that have contributed to uh, the focus on this. There are some research um, that has been done that I will address at a later time. But the bulk of it is coming from this book, Attachment Parenting. And you're going to see, for many of you, how this has shown up in our culture and how maybe you have heard some of these things and seen some of these things. So attachment parenting is loosely defined by these eight principles. Now, at first, they're going to sound straightforward and like, okay, yeah, 
But then we're going to get into the details and that's where the problems lie. So number one is prepare for pregnancy, birth, and parenting. Number two is feed with love and respect. Number three is respond with sensitivity. Number four is use nurturing touch. See how these are like, you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm into that. Yep. That makes sense. I think we all want that in our parenting. Okay. But we'll get more into it. Number five is ensure safe sleep physically and emotionally. Number six is provide consistent and loving care. Number seven, practice positive discipline. Now that is the only one um, some of you might get hung up on. I know I do, although I'm not completely against positive discipline. We're going to go more into that. There are aspects of it that I'm all about. We're not, we won't go there today, but we'll talk about that. So anyways, that's the first one. You might have some, you know, not sure about that. What do they mean by that? Um, and then number eight is strive for balance in your personal and family life. Okay. Wow. They sound great. Yep. Check, check, check. I want all of that in my life, in my parenting. Okay. But here comes the problem. So he takes these things, but he takes them to this extreme level that is unrealistic. And uh, the article I was reading also said that he lacks um, a lot of peer-reviewed scientific studies to support the effectiveness of his methods. Um, so he claims this is like a scientific thing, that this is what you need to do to form this healthy attachment. But this article that I read was saying that that is not necessarily very sound research because it's not peer reviewed. So some of the things to, to so you know um, is that he, the extremes that he goes to, so let's go through this list. So feed with love and respect. So he is a big proponent of breastfeeding. And his viewpoint on this is that you need to feed the child as long as they want to. So past infancy into as long as they want to go. So you can see for most of us how this has showed up in our culture, right? Breastfeeding is a big deal right now. In fact, there's, you know, you can start to hear to the mom guilt that starts coming in like, breast is best, right? This is the only way to really have a healthy kid. This is what you got to do. Now I've breastfed my babies. I think breastfeeding is great. However, when we put it to this extreme as this is the only right way to raise kids and then to say that we have to do it until they want to stop, that's where I have a problem with it. Uh, you know, I, there are some parents that cannot breastfeed. You know, it was a major struggle for me. And probably if I hadn't been so impacted by culture, I wouldn't have gotten through it. And now I know my babies were benefited from it and it was a, a amazing relationship I got to have with them and I'm blessed for it and grateful for it. But gosh, I almost, you know, for me, I had my mom here. The worst of it was when I had my firstborn and it was, a major, major, major struggle for the first two months, maybe more, at least solid two months of misery. Okay. I'm not exaggerating. One of the biggest struggles of my entire life, like not exaggerating, um, from bleeding nipples to scabs to, um, him not getting enough milk to having to, um, you know, try and feed him and he wouldn't get on. And then I'd have to supplement and then, oh my gosh, it was crazy making. So literally the only way that I got through that is my mom was here to feed me every meal, to take care of my house, to do anything and everything besides me breastfeeding my son and the the surrounding things that I had to do with it and like caring for my body and pumping and oh my goodness gracious. So that is not reality for many people. 
And breastfeeding comes with many challenges. So to say that, and and I'm going to get to what he says, if you don't do these things, this is what's going to happen to your child, which is, it just makes me angry. It makes me really angry. We'll get there. But he's saying, if you, if you don't do these things, they won't form this healthy attachment. And that is not, no, that is inaccurate. Like there are many bottle fed babies that are super attached to their parents that are thriving. Okay. And then let alone the other side of it where you have to do it until they say they're done. Like that is so unrealistic. What about for working moms, right? Like this doesn't make sense. And also I, no, thank you. I'm good. You know, I breastfeed my babies until like a little after one. Now, I don't think there's anything wrong with going on beyond that to a certain extent. However, I don't think it should be, I don't think there is an impact on our attachment level when I stop feeding them. We are still attached. My kids love me. We have an amazing relationship and I stopped that, you know, a long time ago. So you're going to hear me getting a little passionate over here. And even if you, you know, look at the language, he said to feed with love and respect, which, you know, if we don't know the context of it, we're like, yeah, of course. But when we we dive into the context of what he's saying and that to him, love and respect means they get to, it also means feeding on demand, which I'm actually not also about. Um, I won't get into that one. But essentially he's saying that they get to decide anytime they want to eat for as long as they want. And you have to do it from your body. And that's the only way to feed them with love and respect. I don't think so. Are you getting angry with me? Like, is this some, this is a source of so much of our mom guilt, right? This is why so many people struggle with breastfeeding and fight through it probably past when they should, because there's this belief, whether you've heard it explicitly or not, there's this underlying belief in our culture that if you don't do it this way, your kids won't be healthy. I call some BS. And now I know a lot of people wouldn't take that extreme and say like, oh, your children will be messed up or not healthy if you don't do these three things. But I do think there is kind of like a pride or an arrogance that comes with doing this that parents that, not everyone, like I can't obviously speak to everyone, but I think for some, you do this and you choose this for your kids and for yourself. And with that, you think, oh, my kids will turn out better than your kids because I'm doing this thing. And you would probably never say it. You might not even realize that thought is internal, internalized into you, but you, it's there. And, and that's partly because the root system of this belief is not the attachment theory root system, like the root of this, that, um, you know, the core of what he talks about in this book, it's because you're basing it off of these ideas. And so some of the extremes of what he's saying seeps into how we play this out, how we live this out. And it's super dangerous. It's why the whole fed is best movement came out because there were babies that literally starved to death because they didn't get enough milk because the mothers felt shame about not trying to breastfeed their babies. Just so, so tragic. And so you can see already how dangerous some of this stuff is. All right, mama, we're going to have to pause this episode here because there's so much more content. I want to give you so many more places I want to take this conversation and I want to create more space for this. So 
I've been doing this a lot lately because there's just been so many topics I'm passionate about and it's been amazing. So I hope you're loving it. We're going to have part two, uh, the next episode. Let me just pray over you as we wrap up this conversation. God, I just thank you for what you're doing here today. God, I thank you for how you're bringing your light to what has been going on in our homes and what has been going on in our minds, God. And I just pray that you would just bring clarity and bring your word so that we know how to stand firm, God, that we could build our house upon the rock, God. And so I just pray for scripture and uh, divine insight, God, so that we can know how to parent these kids with the freedom and knowledge, God, that we are equipped for this task, God, that you've called us to this, and so you will equip us, and so we don't have to look around us wondering if we're doing it right. We don't have to strive to do it perfect, so at this fear, we're going to mess up our kids. God, you have a different way for us, and we receive your different way, God. I just pray right now that you would begin to uh, prepare the hearts of each of the mamas as she listens to this and is preparing to listen to the next episode, God, and I just pray you would begin to speak to her about what you have to say to her about parenting, what you have to say to her about what you want her to do and the way that you want her to walk, God, and and just the freedom that comes with that, God. I just pray over everyone listening. I pray protection over their minds and their hearts, Lord. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.